<laughs> Hello. Hello. What up? Hello. Are we live? Are we a podcast? Is this on? Is this thing on? Hey. Hello? Is that on? We are Hello? here. We are live. <laughs> we are always strikes last. Welcome. What, ye- what year Welcome. is it? Who am I? <laughs> am we I are here? in we are in the nether times, good listeners, that week mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's when all time loses meaning and you yep. just kind of do stuff. Things happen and you're there. It's apparently Friday today, although I have yet to see any real evidence of it. Yeah, I, it's the calendar tells me that, but I have yeah. a really hard time believing it. For the next two weeks, it'll be like, are you sure, calendar? Are you sure? <laughs> it's it's so on point. I mean, I, I've been, I was mentioning to these these fine gentlemen, kind of feeling like I'm in a Twilight Zone episode and the hours, hourglass grains of sand are slipping away until the first real day of work in the new year where the cold light of an expectation of adult reality will hit me once again, but we're yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah. January 2nd, it's looming. Mm. <laughs> For now, capitalism slowly grinds to a halt. The returns, the end of quarter. That, exactly. The, the great beast of commercialism sated on its meal. Yes. <laughs> it's glutted the world for another year. And as the uh, sun revolves to its arbitrary point where we say, yes, this has been another one. Yeah. Uh, Oh, good. We all we're we're all we're all looking looking back at you know what we've done this year and uh, I, I know I'm going to go on a diatribe but first off I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened to us this year. I yeah, like we yeah absolutely on that. We uh, we really appreciate the input and you know we got some new Patreon subscribers which whoop, if you want to subscribe there will be a link somewhere around here. Somewhere. Um, That's absolutely. Pointing. Check the show yes. notes. This is a video format. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a lot of so far. A lot of no, fun so a, far. It's, it's going to be pretty awesome in the uh, in the coming year. I, I believe it's been a huge year. I mean, the number of people listening to us, listening to this podcast, has grown. Uh, it's at least doubled. It may have more more pulled than that. It's it's definitely bulled. Yeah, no, we don't. So, we don't know where the bold is. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, so there has been an expansion. We'll say that much. <laughs> um, and and that's really awesome to see and very humbling. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, this is you know, we really enjoy making this, and uh, and we hope that you get something out of it too. You know, absolutely. And really to jump in that bandwagon, you know, we couldn't do it without you guys, and, and you're the ones that motivate us to try to have some fun content because we're like the think we're having a conversation all you out there. Exactly. Maybe one uh-huh. day we will. <laughs> Indeed. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, so it's been uh, a hell of a 2023 and we thought that we might go back and look at I think we had an episode early in the year about what our goals were for the year. Now none of us actually went back and listened to that episode, so someone else will have to go back and fact check us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you find an error, make sure to promote that heavily on social media and get all sorts of new people to listen to this podcast so they can laugh at us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you can just comment on telling me how wrong I am. I, I enjoy it. I feed on it. Oh, that's yeah. a shortcut to the top. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So 2023 retrospective. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> dimly remembered episode where we had some goals. Or at least mm-hmm. you know, the skeletons of goals we tried to follow through on for the year. And maybe we can kind of kick things off here, but seeing what each of us had in mind back then for what we can recall and how we think we did on it. Miles, because you're wearing a red hat, most in line with your dwarven army, arbitrary reason, you. you should start. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start. I agree. Um, so let's see. It's been a it's been a pretty big year. Uh what did we do? We we played played Nurgle for a good bit. We played Big Wah for a good bit. Uh, we joined the Irish team this year, so that was huge. Played at Worlds and played at Six Nations. Um, so all in all, it's been you know a really fantastic year for the wargaming. I'm trying to think my goals. 
What were my goals for the start of the year? Uh, I think it was to play more orcs. So I think I nailed that. Um, I don't think I knew about the Nurgle that I was going to be playing Nurgle at the time that we recorded. You know, if we'd recorded it in like a January, February type time slot, I don't think that was early and or late enough for me to know that we were doing the Irish team even. So, um, yeah, it seems like forever ago, you know. But uh, play more arcs. So I did more arcs. So that that part aced it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, um, my instincts that Big Wah had some uh, had some uh, fire under the smoke, uh, I think panned out. So that felt pretty good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember thinking about this time, I think early January, I ran, um, I went to Warhammer World with some friends who were visiting and we played in like a GT and that was the first big event I was running big wah instead of just iron jaws. And I was like, there's something to this. And obviously we've had a new GHB since then. And I think they've really come into their own with some of the new um, battle tactics that have come out for them. But uh, was excited to see that that instinct sort of did, did eventually pan out. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, Nurgle made a whole new Nurgle army. That was kind of unexpected. New year, new army. Um, Probably one of the more beautiful armies I've seen, too. Uh, oh, I, I love the color palette, at yeah. At some point, we got to go over how you made that and your decisions. Um, I know we talked a little bit about it. Um, and just the artists we were referencing. Yeah. Um, which, as soon as you came to me with that, I was just like, oh, Oh, we're going to the deep, dark places of the art. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you pulled out an army that I think is probably the most striking I've seen in a long time. It's definitely um, eye catching. And, yeah. and that's, uh, you know, I definitely get a lot of compliments. Not a lot of best paintings, but a lot of compliments. So I'll take what I can get, you know. What's that those, unique and those... striking scheme? That's, that's like... <laughs> Those paint judges out there, I need to figure out what your deal is and who who I need to give my 10, 10 hard-earned dollars to, you know, in a sly way. <laughs> to get things over the top, you know. Exactly, <laughs> whatever that next, yeah. next level is. I mean, um, just, just a comment on that, though. I do think that your scheme was like a new kind of gross for Nurgle with it. You know, just one you mm -hmm. haven't seen before, which... You have to admit, is exactly what grandfather is going for with all with all of his typical plague nursing. And all that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much a pure devotee in that moment when you decided. Yeah, that. <laughs> no, thank you. And um, I remember we were at uh, a guy named Kean was having his um, stag party um, this year, and it was a Warhammer themed you know weekend, and so he had us line up all of our armies, and he was like. And uh, and what's the narrative of your army? I was like, oh crap, we had a narrative. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Neon death metal. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, we're trying to appeal to the young kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's tough being a Nurgle recruiter out there, and um, really want to get in, get to these kids early uh, before they have a chance to choose one of the other chaos gods. <laughs> <laughs> like a crayon but somehow waxier both in color exactly. and feel <laughs> you are right they are like the la gears of uh warhammer aren't they yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh but uh yeah what else did we do we dabbled in uh dabbled in some some ko that was cool played them for a little bit played in played some obr i definitely remember doing an episode where I said I was going to be playing more OBR that did not end up panning out. Well, that, that was in the middle of your journey to figure out like what you were going to play. I think it was six nations, right? You were like mm -hmm. trying to pin that down. I think, I think you had a pretty brief KO phase. Cause I think you, that's when you and I played and I was visiting, right? We had that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was good. I never quite got to the build that ended up becoming the build. Right, there's sort of two archetype builds of KO right now, where there's mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of Thunderers in in a small number of boats, you know, may, possibly including an Ironclad if you want to go that, if, you know, if you want the big big block. Yep. And yep. then there's the um, two frigates 
and a bunch of Endrin Riggers build. And I never quite got that build off the ground before I had to sort of pivot. So I'm excited to go back. Uh, you know, um, was able to get all of my bits uh, out of your basement, Jack. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's exciting, including a bunch of flight stands from the Magnet Baron, which I had been... Key, very those key. are hard to get over here. Those are... Those are like worth their weight in gold. So um very excited to be able to finish my second frigate so I can actually try out those builds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's in the in the future for you. I don't think you left too much in my basement now. I mean, just a whole Bretonian army. Oh my god. Wars. If we'll have a spin-off uh podcast for for the uh, for the old world. Definitely. That, that that's 2024. Coming. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Mm Fantasy strikes last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or strikes last fantasy, which is maybe a different different podcast, but okay. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um how, how about you, Matt? What was your um 2023 goals? I I really don't remember what I set out to do, to be honest. I think it was still to have fun. Um that's good. Did you have, was that did, did, you did have that fun? work out? <laughs> For the most part, yeah. Um, you know, I have uh, what can only be said as a an impressive pile of shame that I got through uh, quite a bit. Nice. Ran a couple tournaments and um, you know, played armies that made me feel uncomfortable that were my playstyle. Um, early on, I know I was running Skaven, um, which uh, no cavalry in that army whatsoever was an sure. extreme. Uh, I learned how to uh, you know, play an alpha strike army, uh, the advantages and disadvantages of that. Uh, yep. So that's way outside of my wheelhouse, uh, as well as uh, you know, work on work on building up the armies and figuring out what I actually wanted to play. Um, I think at one point. I was talking about playing Dragon Ogres, and then I forgot and played Oops all uh, Orc on Pork. Uh, yeah, you know, I was so going to say happened. if you had if, if you hadn't gotten to it, I was going to bring up the Orc on Pork. So. <laughs> oh, jeez, that that was like a watershed moment in Zany armies. It's still one of my favorites things to do. <laughs> yep, and and we we found out that it's uh that it's probably not the best army to play, uh, but it is the most fun thing to yell at your opponent while you're playing. There we so. go. Um, so we've got another, another couple of armies to go through. Um, yeah. What else? You, what you've else been prodigious in your, in your output, I think, Matt. I mean, it seems like there's a lot on that table. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's always a lot on that table. I've got my like little painting desk to the right of my work desk. Um, and that always ends up being like four different armies in one spot. Uh, because you know, the hobby ADHD is real. So yeah um, one of the things that i i did get done was you know take all the lists that i wanted and um started honing in on them uh, as opposed to the year before of just randomly throwing things at a wall just because they're memey um sure so it was a nice resting year as far as playing competitively goes but uh it really helped to Help to get me back into the hobby part of the hobby, or the hobby part of the hobby. Would that be mm -hmm. sure? Yeah, hobby part of the hobby. I'm picking up caffeine. what you're putting down. Yeah, um, I mean, within that word <laughs> salad, there's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. So, getting back to uh, practicing better painting techniques and going back to doing details on things that need details instead of no, this is fine. One day, I will actually be able to post in the um, final product area of our discord <laughs> one oh, yeah. day I, coming I soon i feel like that part of the discord um really has a philosophical divide right there's the people who are like um yeah it's done because i said it was done you know uh versus mm -hmm. the people who are like nothing's ever really done it's just abandoned or whatever whatever yep. the george Lewis quote is uh, i'm, I'm yeah, firmly yeah, yeah. on that other side of but is it really done <laughs> yeah have i finished this in its entirety are all the are all the eyes dotted? Are all the yeah. T's crossed? I guess finished product submissions in the eye of the beholder. I, I'm definitely in the done enough camp. 
yeah. <laughs> moving on I, to the next project. <laughs> I have no further plans to improve this in any way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe a varnish eventually when the weather's nice, but that's always it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that should be the that should be the um the thing we set for it, right? Um once you varnished it, then you can put it there. Until yeah. then no. Oh my friend yeah. uh Don would used to give me the hardest time because I wouldn't finish painting the rims before I posted like yeah, the model's pretty much done. You know, he's like, ah, but the rim's not painted. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm really, I'm with Don in this one. I mean, Don yeah. and I are both fans of a good rim job. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of. Sorry. Had to be done. We know Slanesh. Slanesh. Yeah, yeah. Slanesh uh, devotee <laughs> never misses an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that has been a really good, you know, it's like, okay, that's, so for me, when you paint the rim and you do the varnish, that's it. Now you can go touch it up later as, as we yeah. mentioned, but that's, this is me signaling to myself that no, 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 this, this hit, we're over the line. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> I See, give a wide amount of like time for like, you can end up doing the varnish later because obviously humidity and weather conditions mm -hmm. permitting. But like, if you are saying this is varnish ready when the time is right, then you're good. Then you've shipped yeah. it south the door. See, I look, I like that whole composition, even with the rim painted. Like to me, the rim is part of the paint job because it sets up the base. And then you sure. know, that means that you have to balance the color of the rim. And you can see exactly why I never put anything in the uh, finished product area because i'm like oh man I put the rim. then i gotta go back and get this then i gotta do that <laughs> that's that's pretty fair it's probably like a somewhat dry but interesting sort of maybe interesting side topic at some point we could explore about like the rim orthodoxy versus like you know the, the new school because some people are like there's only one color for the rims it's like black or brown that's it mm -hmm. some people put all sorts of weird colors on there and i'm like as an well, orthodox you know, rim person, I'm like, what the? That's all right. <laughs> unit differentiation is a big one, right? Instead of having to get yes, those little fancy true. clips to stick on your on your models to let you know what they are, you can put an obnoxious neon orange on, you know, an entirely painted black unit, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't know. that doesn't send me into an eye twitch at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure when James workshop descended from his mountain to give whatever sort of biblical like commandments to the coffee community, one of them was clear on this, which direction that's for debate later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, back in the before times, most of the rim base rims were uh, goblin green. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Cause it matched the grass you see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Indeed. That's, that was the first orthodoxy. I remember that. Uh, I did that for so many models back in the old, old world days. Call that. Oh, uh, exactly. Days when flock ruled our lives. Yeah, that was that was the, the height of basing. Just like put some glue on it, you dip it in this colored sawdust. You must be a modeling expert. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to live in a lap of luxury? Throw a little shade on that. Give it a little highlight. Yeah. Ooh. So true. So true. <laughs> well, I, I guess if we're talking years in review, um, my goals were, I think, relatively straightforward. I, th I think if I'm remembering correctly, I set out to do exactly one-ish things. And that was to move on with my sort of, you know, grand uh, alliance of chaos, you know, like grand host of Sinesh kind of theme and then play, you know, having done the Heat Nights before, do the slaves to darkness and try to do a slaves to darkness here you know mm -hmm. i think i my ambition was to paint enough of an army to play it hopefully play it well and get five games under my belt to try to you know do some like itc tournament fun you know as time would allow sure. i did do that i did do that um over the course of the year i managed to sort of paint up you know enough units and then sort of inherit slash assemble slash uh <laughs> aggregate of some other units to have a truly massive a chaos horde now <laughs> nice uh and i did end up going to you know the requisite five tournaments real fun you know i had, had some good successes with them you know one one you know, did well in a bunch of them did okay in some others you know ended up uh if i play nothing else looks like i'm around 15th for the uh the slaves which isn't like you know taking it but not bad and itc of, points yeah so 15th just out of 15th out of i'm looking at it now uh 477 so 
I'd say that's pretty good. I'd say that's pretty good. I should look up where I landed because I only have the one tournament in the official (laughs) RTC world. (laughs) The one shot, one kill, (laughs) Sons of Bahamut, Ringer. Who is this? Miles Benjamin. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it was was honestly a lot of fun. I I, I had such a journey with it. I mean, because my modest goals of getting stuff painted on time at the very beginning, when we got into January last year, were sort of inhibited by my trip to Taiwan because I was over there visiting family. And I was there for like a good three weeks. And all I could do hobby wise was listen to podcasts, check discord or go on eBay and go increasingly down a rabbit hole to buy older and older, like chaos champion models, which is how I got this really sweet collection of like eighties chaos Lords, <laughs> you know, going for myself. Hell but, yeah. You know, yeah. I came out of that and came back and was like right in the painting train to get my chosen done and get some other stuff ready to go play. And then, you know, had, had a blast throughout the year. Um, hobby wise to go along with that. I give myself like a solid B. Like, I don't think I lit up the world in the same way you did miles turning through so, so many units or you Matt for sure. But I got a few things done. You know, I, I managed to, you know, paint up those chosen, you know, I, Touched up a number of units. I did uh, a couple of units of Furies. You know, managed to kind of rehabilitate a number of almost done units into tabletop ready state, you know, from the, the inherited, you know, basement chaos that, you know, Miles pushed my way eventually in his mm-hmm. grand generosity. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what else I really, I really spent a ton of time on. Well, I guess the Theradons, my, my synth wave Theradons, they're, there's blue spike tips or blue and white spike tips. Very beautiful theradons. Thank you. So Slaneshi. You know, maybe I got some chaos uh chaos champions in there as well. But you know, it was it was a fun year for for getting some gaming down for sure. Um but yeah, I think I think I managed to do exactly what I set out to with that. So I was happy there. It was it was a journey for for any number of reasons, but uh this was a, a check mark. <laughs> nice. Okay. I looked it up. I yes. am currently 52nd uh, of Sons of Behemoth players. Yep. yep. One, exactly one, one event. Uh, <laughs> How many Sons of Behemoth well players are there? Miles? There are 208 officially on ITC this year. And I am seventh among people who just have one event under their belt. That's not too bad. It's so on in. basically hot. third place. Yeah, I think, you know, call this a W. <laughs> call this a W. <laughs> oh, man. That's. Uh, I love, I miss these stats. Like, you know, we don't do them over here. Uh, we have our own stats, but it's uh, it's not as, the, the granularity isn't there, mm-hmm. right? There's not mm-hmm. enough people to warrant the level of granularity you get in the IT, ITC rankings. And it's just funny to go and then find, like, Okay, but like, what weird pocket criteria am I first place in? Yes, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, it is honestly very fun because that's like what <laughs> allows you to eke some enjoyment out of the game and feel like a little competitive, even if you're not dedicating your every aspect of your life to it. It's pretty good. You know, I, I wish they would have that kind of university though, Miles. I think it's a real shame that like all the other regions don't have some common ranking system that all the points can just feed into because we're not that far from having like chess rankings in like a looser way in like the fun way with this stuff sure yeah yeah, yeah. um although yeah we <laughs> had a big discussion on the uh irish community chat about uh you know elo rankings and elo rankings provide that everybody is playing like they cannot possibly take into account matchup dependency. So like if, you know, like uh, let's say uh, Matt was a really good player and I was a really poor player, but I just happened to have the snake to Matt's mongoose or whatever, however that analogy works, you know, like the ELO cannot, the ELO math can't take into account Anyway, it's a long rabbit hole. Oh, uh, that, that that's true, and that's a whole separate thing about like statistically <laughs> significant like rankings yeah. of the Elo stuff. But I think even like the baby step of just like just getting everyone's points from whatever app they're using to feed into the same central repository of like you get this many points we've agreed you get for winning a tournament of this side, like something like that would be enough yeah. to say I can see that someone really cool in Sweden is kicking butt, <laughs> and now yeah, it means you're exactly. Whatever. 
and they could break it up by region like they kind of do like north america europe whatever just have one extra level but imagine the gold belt you'd get if you were able to be like the giant player for the world and that was like right. against everyone <laughs> no absolutely yeah, yeah it, um, i i also kind of wish that we could get back to the original uh horribly made website that would show the itc rankings instead of that uh embedded iframe well oh, yeah that they put no, it in is kind of annoying oh my goodness itc you kill me yeah yeah i don't well, even really check anymore there's a bit of a push going on around here to move to stats and ladders which is still in beta but it's um it's you know it's different indeed but, indeed you know <laughs> well, I'll be happy as long as one of these stays healthy. They all they all stay healthy, yeah. and we can all do this kind of thing. But it'd be cool to see if they start doing that next year, Miles. With the how that shakes out, if it's going to be something you see in the Irish community, the English community, and, and all that. Exactly. Let me check out. I I didn't finish very well for the Irish stats this year. Um, yeah, that's another thing too, right? Do you put do you put in your teams games for those stats? Because half the no, time, no, those don't count. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's it's just here we go the All Ireland Masters. So in All Ireland, I was 29th for the purposes nice. of of the the Masters, which is going to be the top eight, and it's on and it's coming up next week. So I did not make the top eight. Oh well, you'll be a cheerleader next for the year. sidelines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll get it. We'll get it next year. Well, yeah. speaking of that, guys, should we switch to 2024? predictions maybe initial things we're working on or some fun stuff or where we sure want to what is so what is everybody what's you know not knowing what's going to happen uh obviously because it's the future what is everyone's tentative game hobby plan for 2024 yeah let's let's do that oh let me add one in there too let's have it yeah. everyone's game hobby plan for 2024 and then also a spicy prediction for 2024 because there's a lot okay, going on. Nice. And I think okay. you can see how accurate we are once the time comes. All right. So uh, who wants to go first? Looks like you, Jay. You're going to do it. I'm good at talking. Let's do You're this. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> All right. All right. So I guess for, for, hobby, for hobby plan, um, I am kind of a sort of a crossroads of a couple different things. But what I think I've settled on is this is, Presuming I can still manage to make it to enough tournaments for that to be worthwhile, you know, and have some fun, which I think I should be able to just with some coordinating with my lovely wife and you know, schedule and all that. I think I'm going to keep playing the Slaves to Darkness for this season. Just having fun with them because now I got more models and variations to try out and things that are neat. I haven't had a chance to do yet on the tabletop, you know, and, and now the experience of events and things maybe even to refine. So that'll be kind of my default because they're painted. I don't have to rush. And if events come up, I can have a good time with that. That's my like gaming hobby start. But I do have a spicy hobby project to go along with the inevitable painting of additional units or Varengard, you know, work that I, I have to do for those or Splinter Fanning or whatever. And that is a little palette cleanser side project for a path to glory here. Uh, where I'm going to probably paint up a 2,000-point FEC army, which makes me totally unique. No one else is doing that right now. Not pretty at much all. An pretty much an innovator. I, I don't even know why accused. you're doing yes. that. It's like a complete waste of time. It's They haven't gotten anything new in forever. Exactly, exactly. Charles from our Discord and our friend, you know, did accuse me of mirror copying him uh, because I could do that. But in my defense, one... For FEC, everyone's doing it. And for Heat Nights, I was the OG there. I think we just have to look at the timeline. <laughs> I mean, he'll he'll beg to differ because the only timeline for uh, CJ is uh, CJ's timeline, I believe. If, oh. if we look back at his timeline, it's it's only his timeline. Is it the true or the master timeline, the true timeline? Is this the whole subject of Loki, the series? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a sacred timeline. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I. I'll joke it aside. Yeah, I think I'm on the bandwagon with FEC for fun, but I've, I've kind of come up with a hobby concept I want to play out with it, and I, I'm really kind of excited about it. So, obviously, they're all diluted, but I know that I want to go to Shoren whenever he comes out. So, I built kind of an eventual 2K around him, and I started with that FOMO box. So, I got that. I have 20 ghouls. Most of it's assembled, and my plan is to have their delusion and all their nightly errantry be very much around um, sort of being 
kind of in like this flower-filled, beautiful, subchivalric kingdom. So they're going to call it the Court of Flowers. And that's going to take the form of very eye-popping bases. Nice. So I feel they're like not wrong about that. <laughs> getting some like imagery from like like Midsommar, some one of those, you know, sort of creepy Scandinavian horror films, you know, would be uh you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So something like that. Like like take like the scary but it's bright, you know, that that kind of idea. Exactly. And I'm definitely gonna do some of that and all the basing and, and some of that, but of course I'm gonna make it, you know, contrast with the ghouls themselves. Yeah. I think they're all knights and ladies, but are very scary, gross, you know, mordants. Um, and I'm going to do like a Zenithal thing, I think, where I'm going to mm. do the basic one where you undercut everything black, you do a 45 degree pretty heavily with like gray sear, then you do like a top down or a 20 degree fairly heavily with, you know, Corax white, and then do contrast and highlights and the whole nine yards, probably make them pretty bloody and gross looking so they can sit, you know, as quite the foil to the environment they're in. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll see. But that's that's my little hobby palette cleanser project. That's what I'm starting off with for 2024. <laughs> nice. I like the idea of having a good, you know, you have an art, you know, I have so many existing armies. I'm sure everybody, we all do. But um, at this point, you know, if, if so many armies that have hit a critical mass and I do have, you know, little things to add to each one, you know, like, um, you know, a unit here, an extra hero there or whatever comes mm -hmm. out. But but also just having that like slow burn hobby army where it's like I have no pressure to ever get this done. Yeah, I can take yeah. my time and just like uh, paint it some obnoxious way that I wouldn't ever bother with otherwise because <laughs> there'd be some tournament that I'd have to rush for, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever. Exactly. You know, I'd, I'd be pressured or, or you'd be pressured to be like, get two units down in two weeks because we want to feel this thing we thought of and. Yeah, we do that enough in other things. <laughs> exactly. Matt, yeah. do you want to go next? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I have kind of already started. I'm gonna go back and start playing competitively this year, and the okay. goal nice. is to average four and ones more often than not. Um, it's nice. a lofty goal. But Very goal. Very good. That's why it's a goal. That's yeah. why it's a goal. That's uh, not a show up and just ease into it. That's like a that's a real one. <laughs> yep. So practice games at least once a week. Um, keeping that rolling. And then um, I have pulled out the anti-ADHD card and said, uh, look, you got to do pick from three armies, good sir. Just pick from three. You have a lot. Okay. Just pick three. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be as, as crazy as you want it to be. You don't have to run all scavenition. Just pick doesn't, three. Doesn't have to be the unique flower <laughs> army that people say, how cool and innovative, and then yep. doesn't perform because yep. of practice or all of not being as strong. <laughs> no fedoras or twirly mustaches for me. Um, no. No hipster army. So the, uh, the so goal again enough. is four and one, get down to three. Um, make sure to practice only with those three um, in any setting that I can and make sure that I am getting them up to the best tabletop standards. So that way, if, uh, if I do want the variation, I have three different armies to choose from. Um, and each of those are, I'm going to essentially put the best of my ability in all aspects of it. So not only painting, but uh, scoring, knowing the army in and out, getting as many practice games in as possible, um, and then display boards independently for Ooh, each. Nice, very so, nice. Oh yeah, good, good call on that. Good call on that. Um, so yeah, so trying to take it as far as I can. It's been long enough of just sitting on the sidelines having fun-ish, as fun as orc on pork are. Um, once you <laughs> and show up very to the fun. table. Just for the record, for everybody at home, they're yeah, very they're fun. super fun. They're super fun. <laughs> it was like the the easiest army to paint and play because <laughs> you knew exactly what you couldn't do, <laughs> and, 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 and the couldn't do pile is much larger than the could do. So, uh, yeah, oh my god, that's really fair. really going to enjoy the competitive aspect of the um, 
of the hobby. And that also kind of goes into the next thing, which is um, run more uh, RTTs, uh, especially in my area. RTTs have kind of become a, uh, a little bit few and far between. And I find those are always, um, I wouldn't say more, uh, more fun, but they tend to have uh, the effect of uh, nurturing uh, community yeah. in the area. No, exactly. That's and, very um, fair. Yeah. So going to start running more RTTs. Um, oh, I forgot even one of the accomplishments accomplishments of of this last year was uh making terrain uh i made terrain in about a month for uh gt awesome uh, which was insane uh so now we're gonna put that to good use and um yeah rtts run them and then uh play competitively now that's um awesome. that's you're, awesome. you're absolutely right matt that you know you gotta have level you know events at all levels in order to keep right like one of the things i've been pushing with uh the irish team as like something that i think we should be focusing on um and you know i think people agree with me um is like we gotta not only do we need to feel a competent team but it's also should be our job to foster the community and you know try and expand like as much as because we want to have you know all of us players should be aiming to replace ourselves at some level, you know, like, yeah, yeah. We, you know, it'd be good if we had to fight for our spots every, every year, as opposed to being, well, it's the eight guys who went last year, you know, yep. <laughs> you exactly. Know? Well, that depth um, of benches is, is not only healthy, but, you know, good for the game, good for the community, you know, to exactly. feel like there's, it's not just like the nine people who like to play Warhammer in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But and that's so the you know there's you know a bunch of different groups. There's the the people who have only thought about playing, the people who play occasionally, the people who will play at a local event, the people who will travel to an event somewhere else, and the people who you know play at some let's say Team Ireland, you know, play for Team Ireland, you know, so like all you know and, and you need to grow every single group. Otherwise, the whole pipeline doesn't work, mm -hmm. you know. Yep, yeah, exactly. It, it can it can send it can send things in disarray without it. And um, yeah, you know, every once in a while, it's nice to just have a lighthearted, semi-competitive game and have other people show up. <laughs> yeah, GTs exactly. can get a little excessive. So, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's my goal. Which what you got going on? Um, let's see. I'm kind of in a, in a, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, spoiled for choices right now in terms of, uh, armies. I feel like I've got, I've got a good backlog for a bunch of different forces. So, um, I've got plenty of more orcs to work on, you know, I'd love to spend some time working on the cruel boys and playing cruel boys. Um, one thing I found in playing big wah, um, there's sort of, there are some key pieces um, that every big wah list has, more or less. You know, it's like Wargog Prophet and Gobsprack and, you know, some more chantas. Um, and then after that, it's kind of dealer's choice as to how you want to get the army together. And I tend to lean really heavily on the Iron Jaws side because that's the side I'm familiar with and that's the side I have the most models for. And so it'd be really interesting to me to play Cruel Boys for a little bit to get some appreciation for what those units do. Um, so that when I bring it all back together, you know, I have a much more holistic view of, of the, of the army. Um, that'd be really interesting. Um, there's that whole fun new Nurgle build that's come out. That's a very sort of monster mash with control, uh, plague bearers. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that's been, um, very popular recently. I got one test game in with that. It has some promise. I need a lot more plague bearers. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and I need to track down um another Magath Lord, uh, because I don't think anyway. But you, so there's this, you, you know, one Magath Lord, Miles. I, I've got the Magath one. Oh. I've got uh Blob, um, but the most, but people also tend to run Ogrots. Is yeah. the other guy. <laughs> Blob is I the coolest remember. though, and then. Oh. Morbidex is the third one? That sounds right. Okay. He's the one looks like a big nerdling on his thing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was Thrice Ogrots born. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
always um, pick third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ogratz is the combat one, so he's the one who's actually you know, so he's sort of the bully. Um, whereas Blob is good, but he's he's you know some of his points go towards him being a mediocre wizard with a really good signature spell and not his fighting ability. You know what I mean? That that's fair though. He's he's so many good little abilities on him, like his like aura of minus one to hit flies. His yeah, uh, you know the, his shooting attacks not bad. His as you said, spell is kind of amazing for combo play. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he is the best model because like that projectile vomit coming up. No, I I remember showing the the kit to Julia and she like sighs. He's like, "You're making the one that's actually that's actively puking, aren't you?" (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, "Yes, yes, 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 exactly. You nailed it." (laughs) Yeah. Although I don't understand how one of them is named like Demon Spew and he's not the one that's actively puking. It's like when your identity is stolen by your brother. Like, and right, yeah. the parents, like, this is actually good, though. I mean, just, yeah. just, just pause here for a second, because one of the problems I, I think that Age of Sigmar and a lot of Games Workshop games have in general is that people always end up being named exactly what they do, what their signature thing is. Like, I, I don't know why Karn, Blood Axe, or whatever, you know, was born, went through childhood, and ended up holding a bloody axe. Like, that's some straight That's some line prophetic naming. Yeah, Mr. and yeah. Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Bloodaxe will be so proud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's or just like, oh, oh, you know, glorious golden paladin silvermane. Oh, I guess you're probably going to be after you die eventually some kind of stormcast. Good for you. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I I think it's nice to see a character who didn't really get the memo. <laughs> well, we're going to be like, nope. This is brother. <laughs> exactly. It's just a nod to you know Zinch just to just to keep him thinking he may have some sway over some of his stuff. You know, there we know. go. His changer of ways, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, so in, in addition to those two armies, uh, you know, um, uh, like I said, I finally have all the bits to keep going in KO. I feel like that'd be a fun, you know, getting into that combat build because I was I was definitely struggling with the sit back and pick them off you know, build that's the Thunderers, you know, where you really can't engage and you're kind of jumping around being cagey. You mm-hmm. should be able to get a consistent close win every time. You know, if you're just very cagey about it 100% of the time. But um, I'm finding that that doesn't, that kind of play style isn't gelling with me as much as I thought it would. So yeah, that's, that's be, totally fair. Be good to try the other one. And then, yeah, just to keep going, keep rattling off the list here. Uh, got those giants from Jack's basement. I yeah. do need two more megas because I need a king broad and a gatebreaker. Um, and then they'll be back in business. Uh, so that seems like maybe something I ought to look at. Um, and finally, uh, picked up all of the um, ancient and metal venerable uh cities of sigmar dwarfs uh as well so uh, which know, you can so... play in the old world probably yeah <laughs> well no <laughs> well i can play it in cities of sigmar yeah, um, yeah. That's you know, a choice. Uh, yeah they're, they're pretty decent in cities of sigmar i, I hear they're in the you know, slowest unit in the world <laughs> we get they're definitely, factors, though <laughs> like i they are definitely <laughs> top three Racial factions within yeah, the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and that's mostly that'd be mostly just for just for fun, you know. Um, yeah, because it was it was fun looking at those old models again. A lot, but uh, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, those are those are from the old days, Miles. I mean, pre <laughs> pre the moment. I, at least yeah. I think of it as the moment where you know, way back in the day, painting was sort of like always trying to make it perfect it took forever we're not yeah. maybe these are from your childhood too so like that's a whole different ball game but i remember there was that inflection point when we figured out like just finishing it and getting the table to not yeah. be stuck forever in this cycle that I'm was never thing. gonna get there i'm never I, gonna I, get there no you somehow still paint armies though but prior to that i don't think miles and i were consistently able to turn out full like things we could play with and that mm. changed it <laughs> no i remember several whole armies where you could tell which models I painted earlier and which models I painted later, you know, because mm-hmm. my technique, you know, drastically improved from the beginning to the end. 
And it was um, such a time scale on it too, right? Because that wasn't exactly. like two months. That was like, you weren't like getting a thousand points ready for a game. You're like, I, I painted this unit and then three years later got to this one. And then most of the time it was gray plastic. Yeah, <laughs> and Space Wolf Gray has changed twice since then. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny. But uh, but yeah, so really, you know, um, so many options. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we're gearing up for worlds again this year, which is going to be, um, in late June, I think it's end of June. Um, mm -hmm. so that'll be right before a spicy edition change. So that'll be very exciting. That's very true. It's gonna, it's gonna be an interesting year all around for that. Well, maybe now it's time to switch to predictions, isn't it? Predictions Indeed. and observations. Yeah. Um, but Spicy edition things. Do we think, you know, looking at uh, what's happening in the grim darkness of the far future, do we think uh, attaching units, heroes to units is going to be a thing in new new Age of Sigmar? Would you like it? Would you hate it? You know, that's that's an interesting thing. And uh, before we dive into the topic, is that your prediction? You're going to say, yep, chips down, that's what's going to happen? Or are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I On one hand, uh, it seems to be working out for them, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And but and I also like that the two games have sort of differentiated a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, having said that, that's not been the design trend that they've been going with for the past, you know, like four or five years. The two games have been oddly mirroring each other pretty tightly. Yeah, they'll use one to experiment. And they'll double down. They like it, you know. Exactly. Uh, double turn forty k is yet to happen. We'll still see. Yeah, uh, someday, someday <laughs> they don't even know it. it. They won't know what hit them. I don't know predictable clockwork universe over there but yes. right. <laughs> um you know i i think that maybe if that is a prediction it did happen it wouldn't be the worst thing i like that mechanic i like the idea of sticking like a unit champion or something in a unit and like and changing its function somehow or giving it like an enhancement it's mm -hmm. kind of neat and i think that would give a lot of play to some of those foot heroes who right now are kind of don't do anything because they're bad duelists <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're a bad duelist, and their buff is mediocre. Yeah, so I think we'll see. <laughs> I think if we see that, we'll see indexes then for AOS. Yeah, which the uh, was it the um, the Auric Warclans one that came out that little kind of almost indice mm -hmm. uh, was was a was a possible portent of what's to come uh mm -hmm. but i don't know i feel like while that would be interesting it would almost kind of reduce the interplay that you could have with some of them um it would make it would make a lot of things very odd allying in individual heroes how would that work with sure unit buffs I I hope we almost see just like a, a tightening of the rules, like a eighth uh, to ninth edition of 40k style. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not um, so much a sea change or, or or massive redesign. It's like a refinement. Mm -hmm. Or like a third to fourth, if you're an old person like us, uh, yeah. third to fourth edition <laughs> of 40k, where it's just oh yeah here's here's some things that needed some tweaking but you can still use the same books yeah that, that's you, a fair point do you guys think we'll get indexes we haven't gotten indexes yet you know? i hope not i i honestly and this is this is my biggest hope is if we still remain the test bed give us give us books that are entirely lore and let us give you money for the application so that we can get our rules digital fully released oh subscription based or, or not subscription necessarily but you know digital purchases i honestly would love um digital purchases for for app codes i would pay next to full price for just the code in many cases yeah and yeah and like i would love to see that we'd be the perfect test bed for it um yeah. But that's not really the rules, right? Uh, that's more just the application of. I think what we'd probably see is um, because I hear it in almost every every uh, tournament is a little bit more defined terrain rules. Um, sure. That's probably what we'll get. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of weird interplay with garrisons still, which um, yep, you know, I could see that being tightened up. Um, but honestly. I really... 
Oh, go ahead. I really enjoyed, um, we had the fixed maps for Six Nations, uh, which I, I really enjoyed. We got a lot of play out of them. We're still Mm -hmm. using them because they're, they're so useful. And then uh, I got to experience when I was in Boston, um, the Nova maps that were being used out there, which are uh, fixed locations for terrain. Um, but then what they are, and then, and fixed contents, but you still, um, are, you know, one player still arranges them. Yeah. Yeah. In Smoothness, you know, we took that one step further and then um, just actually mirrored the dice um, on okay. each terrain <laughs> or each piece of terrain. And those were all placed. And that worked out really well um, after we got through, <coughs> excuse me, Yeah. Yeah. after we got through the, the first game, took a little crit critique and feedback, uh, then started placing terrain a little bit more aggressively. found that it actually had a lot of impact on the game, but it wasn't in a detrimental way. Um, in the place where it was a detrimental way, the players found that it was um, it was a lot more fun because it was making them have to make decisions that they normally would just be like, oh, well, I already put a ward and all that, blah, 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 Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to using that kind of template for terrain and tournaments moving forward i think it standardizes the board and removes that um that problem of the one dice roll in the game that can ask, actually cost you which is attacker Sure. or defender right so Mm-hmm. Yep. um yeah moving forward i i would love to see um standardized ter terrain rules um come in a little bit more but nothing we can't work with or without I would Sure. I would love to see this edition just kind of built upon. Um, because I think it's in a good place with the combination of General's handbooks, like continually feeling like it's changing the not the core rules of the game, but it changes Yeah. the game so dramatically each time a new General's handbook comes out that It, it's the game it's true. doesn't feel stale. It manages to freshen it up without like going through all the drastic hullabaloo of a full like re-release and, and everything. So there's there's something Yeah. something to that that thought, man. Well, I'll throw my spicy prediction out there. You know, I, I tend to agree with a lot of the sentiments you guys are putting down, so I won't go rehash those. We do, of course, have an edition update, so it's going to come out with a box. Ooh. Here's my prediction. I think we're going to see whatever Malarian's faction is come out with that box and be in that box. Oh, Malaria elves. the Umbral Elves or whatever they were called. Yeah, Umbral Elves or Shadow Demons Uh, it's or like whatever Umbernath. they are. Umbernath. Umbra now, yeah. Umbernath. There we go. <laughs> I could totally see that happening and, and that this could be like the summer FEC. This Yeah. uh, so if it, if we're following the pattern, the pattern so far is that it's always Stormcast <clears throat> versus one of the other alliances, and so this yep. would be e we either go back to chaos, right? Because we because it's a Yeah. cycle of three, or if it's a cycle of four, then it's order on order for um. for fourth edition Which that would work with Umberneth. Um yeah but because the order uh needs the another faction but yeah the one thing we don't even we know probably what they're gonna do see is the um the updated liberators most likely. yeah Yeah, I could imagine they do that. love to do that they do love to update their stormcasts but Mm-hmm. it'd be funny well let's let's say i mean if it was going to be like a shadow elves thing Maybe it'd be a civil war. Maybe it'd be a light elves versus shadow elves thing. And this would be the reason Slanesh breaks free from the prison because it's actually a fight from the two dualities. They're not cooperating. Yeah, and then we'll actually get a mounted Slanesh player and the army will feel whole. Finally. This is good. I'm, I'm going to lie right now that if Umbral Elves come out, I, I can't not buy those. So there, that's happening. <laughs> Yeah. Says <laughs> yeah. the man with whatever 12,000 points of, uh, of dark elves <laughs> on square I, bases I have in a 12,000 box. <laughs> points of like mostly painted dark elves and more beyond that. Um, and they live in this uncanny valley where, you know, some of them become the daughters of Cain army and some of them I could rebase and do like very, very large cities of Sigmar elf army. And some of them I could just play in the old world and say, you know what? These are high elves and I have a whole army already painted done. <laughs> you know, Yeah. so This I don't is know. this is the high elf uh uh yeah like um night fight uh armor.
These are the edge elves. Edge lord elves. The the edge lords of the, the, the province of the far rim of Old <laughs> There's still there's there's still elves, but you know this is for when they're doing covert operations. Yeah, every once in a while, like a, an emissary comes over from like Lothar and says, "Look, you guys have too much of a bad vibe here. This isn't in keeping. <laughs> what is this spike? Why is that there?" <laughs> <laughs> So, so in that note, I I do get to ask, what would we like to see? We've just talked about what we think we'll see. What do we? What would we like to see? I'll I'll start off. I okay. I want to see a new, an entirely new faction again. We've gotten all of our. We're almost well. Once we get Umbernath and we get our um, our Wood Elf versions, you know, with the with the deer hoofs, mm-hmm. um, clops. You know, we we've gone through all the old world factions that people love, right? I I want to see what else we've we can get some new type of army. Like That's maybe true. The what is it? The the silent people. You mean uh, like those insects people? who live under the mountain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool. Or one. I mean, you know, some Femir. You could you could make my Femir army legal again. Please, yeah, my entire familiar, please. Okay, nice, nice ask there. Um, <laughs> well, well, let's let this is a fun, a fun thing. Uh, the wants, the wants of new factions. I'll throw a couple in. Um, two, I would love to see one, uh, and I'm not gonna count like the Umbreath stuff. We already, already talked about that. One fun one would be those undead pirates they put into Total War. I would love to see undead pirates. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be fantastic. Right, yeah, the dead crustaceans and stuff. It was so cool with with like the giant crab and like the yeah, with like a big ship on its back and the can. Yeah, absolutely. And and that would be like a much more natural enemy for the Idneth too, because because right now, like to be fair, the Idneth have it real easy. Like nothing can go down to the bottom of the ocean realistically to fight them, right? So Actually, don't have anything. there's some really good stories where um, zombies are down there. And skeleton. exactly that's the only thing that can really do that. It's like yeah. So that would be great, and that that has already been hugely successful. And everyone who's ever played a like a, a Warhammer Total War game, like that was like the most fun like faction to play, and it just absolutely worked. it just worked. So I would love to see that. Um, other you know kind of neat one that'd be kind of cool if we did see uh, would be maybe a new destruction faction or Sylvan faction. I guess um do a two for there but like either like the kranathi one of the centaur people like and like good centaurs or sure. big destruction centaurs where poor kragnos finally finds like where all the drogrook went to and they didn't die you can play them now or something baby centaurs cool. yeah so like either big stompy centaurs or like deer like wood centaurs but centaurs That'd be definitely cool. more cent- not enough centaurs in the game no not really, enough. really not uh, hitting our centaur quotas. I know well, we've lack, got centaur necessary horse people. Yeah, <laughs> I think centaur are the only ones, right? Pretty much. I yeah. mean, dragon well, ogres are kind of centaurs. No, they're dragon ogres. Nothing takes away the ogre from the dragon or the dragon from the ogre. I see. They are one. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's true. I mean, if we think of it as a quick, you know, we're really far afield today. But hey, guys, it's the end of the year episode. So, what do you expect? Yeah. centaur <laughs> things which we're trying to figure out our, our centaur survey which is basically like a you know one official thing and a couple weird cryptids <laughs> you know we well, do right yeah. you got Lalkavai. there's, there's yeah. always the um the ever dreaded reverse centaur which is just horse head human legs right <laughs> running around That's naked the, all the time <laughs> the reverse centaur right oh, yeah horse oh head God. and neck and then straight onto human legs there's no Whoa. torso that would no be hands. so funny. Just be like a bunch of Bojack horsemen running around. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, wait, let's see. So yeah, so there's there's a centigore. We know they exist. There's Pragnos, because right. he's like a big centaur. Yeah. How to put it. There's that one like, single centaur in like the um war band that's supposed to be a Kranathi that came out a mm-hmm. while ago. Yep. Yep. And I guess Lakavai and the Vengorian lords are technically bat centaurs they're centaurish they're centaur they're like adjacent squished together things but yeah i mean there's lakovai if we're gonna count lakovai we do have to count the dragon ogres for sure because they're also like 
quadruped lower okay then well by all metrics i own all these models so games workshop you're tapping into a certain you know um, need for me so um, <laughs> if you release it you know i'll buy it all right well uh, that's good that's good there's that one for chaos the the centurion marshal or you know, yeah, that's true. The I also have that one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have that model as well. I should have thought of that one. All right, good, good. All right. <laughs> um, oh, on a different note, I'd like to see uh, new Skaven models. I don't have any plans or need to play Skaven, but I got to play Skaven recent, against Skaven recently, and they need new models. Yeah, it's yeah, that's fair. It's very it's such painful. a fun army too. I I over the course of the year I have assembled all mine, and I realize I probably have more Skaven than anything else, which yeah. it literally is an infestation. Um, and half of those models are just metal, which you know, glory be to the old days, yeah, of metal. But um, oh my goodness, are they no fun anymore? Um. Yeah, and well, then the the I think if there's anything that holds that army back, it's just collecting it is the most painful thing. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'd I'd love to see New Skaven. Um, well, and they're they're an army that's got really good Warhammer flavor, right? That's that's sort of unique to Warhammer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so in terms of like developing your own IP and making something that's not just another fantasy trope like i feel like there's a lot of design space still in the skaven uh wheelhouse uh you know no pun intended you know, uh <laughs> alternatively if we really wanted to get you know um uh, games workshop ip centric we could just do we could go way way old school and uh also check that box of centaurs and just bring back zotes as an army Zotes? Were Zotes, <laughs> just I, Zotes. I thought Zotes were I thought Zotes were 40k, but are they are Zotes were Zotes fantasy as well? Yeah, yeah Zotes originally started as fantasy. Wow. Um, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, there was and here's a little bit of lore knowledge, uh, because I spend far too much time in this stuff. Uh so the the owner of uh Kim's Workshop in the way back when when it was primarily role-playing games. Okay. Um wanted to have an individual IP. Um, and so he actually forced the design studio to come up with something new, or they could go with what he came up with, which was Zotes. And so Zotes <laughs> were um, by far the most maligned thing in, uh, in the design studio for quite some time. Um, and so that's how they came up with Famir. Is okay. Famir were oh. their answer to okay, we can't have Zotes. And um, <laughs> and they and had because, Zotes anyway. Yep. And because <laughs> because Games Workshop uh was mirroring uh 40k to fantasy, um, you know, we saw like Beastman Imperial Guard, yada 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 yada, right? Yeah. Way back when Zotes were that direct transfer over. Uh Famir okay. were the ones that didn't make it over to uh 40k to my knowledge, but that's how Zotes have permeated the background all over. Is there we go? The owner of the company said, "You know what? We need to do something unique." Zotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this has uh, been this has been lore corner with Matt. Yes, there that's you go. true. <laughs> here's the here's the useless knowledge I have. Well, we're, we're up to see, guys. What what happens when one of us is either right or none of us are right this year? Should we do something fun for that? What what does the winner get if someone's so spot on? Well, <laughs> Jack, here's what I predict: uh, yeah. is that we will have a you know in about three hundred and sixty ish days, we'll have we'll we'll record an episode of our twenty twenty four year wrap ups, and no one will have gone back to this episode to listen what our predictions were. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll pose a challenge to anybody who made it this far. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Discord, uh, Discord people can pick a model of their choosing and the painter of their choosing. And if you've gotten your prediction correct, we will paint that model for you. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Nice. That's very exciting. 
Nobody but can see only... it, but I'm making my eyebrows go up and down. Yeah. Really like very happy caterpillars. But but only if it's Carlina von Karstein. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> Subset of one. <laughs> Miles, your prediction is already pretty early accurate. I think we know that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So it may just be Miles painting his own model for himself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give it a golf clap when the time comes. Anyway. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> oh uh, man, sounds good. I think it's a good. We've hit. We've come to a good place. Exactly. Yes. The end of the year, ready for a new one. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh. Again, thanks to everybody uh, who's listened to us, joining the podcast this year. Um, been a tremendous year for Always Strikes Last. And uh, for me, I think for Matt and Jack as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, thanks for uh, sharing that with us and hope for great 2024. Absolutely. See you guys all in the new year. And don't forget to like and subscribe and do all the things and make your dog subscribe and all, whoever else is in the connection. We exclusively need to increase our number of dog subscribers. So yeah, um, that's actually one of the boxes you have to check in your YouTube um, metrics in order to mm -hmm. get sponsorship. So number okay, of dog so subscribers is actually really so. It's not just like a offhand joke from Jack. We really need to yeah. double down on that. It's true. It I, is I a actually, problem. Yeah, <laughs> I especially I like the. Oh, keep going. <laughs> I keep telling Marty, my dog, to subscribe, but he's like, I listen to this as you record it. I have no need. <laughs> he doesn't get I, the other two-thirds of it. Yeah. <laughs> I especially like dogs in our subscriber base because they get the jokes I make, which are too low tone for humans to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks, everyone, for an amazing year, and uh, look forward to many more, and this is always strikes last with Matt having the last word of the year. You got it, Matt. I'm a jack. <laughs> 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 <laughs>